This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors, and I love Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Somehow I got picked to be on the Sweaty Back episode. Not sure how I got that, but... Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. <laughs> Why do we laugh every time? Oh, it's because it's so funny. Every Welcome time. to uh, part two here. Not from the uh, Bucketorium here, rather 4200 MBL Drive right here in Ottawa. We're actually in the conference room where all the magic happens, all the bone collector stuff. We're here at the Bone Shed. Uh, we're the least important people to be I doing that, anything to in ever, this conference room. To ever be in this room, we are the least There's important There's no way people. they were going to sit me at the head of this conference table. Like, <laughs> no, nah, not happening. Uh, this is part two. You uh, heard uh, the episode. Well, maybe you didn't. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing. But we've got a really, really cool episode lined up. Another guest. He's staring right at me. He's trying to figure out where this is going. Darren Christianberry <laughs> right. from Elite Archery. What is going on? Good to be here, guys. Good to be here. Oh, that guy's uh-huh. lying to us already. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even look me in the eyes when he said that. He's like, what did I get myself into? Uh, how you doing? Good. Good. Doing great. Good having you on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're no still a little... Uh, we just played some archery tag. Uh, We're all sweaty. <laughs> and some of us suffered some severe injuries and I, uh i did not play archery tag these guys did <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would have been in trouble if darren was playing with us play. so darren for people who don't know who you are i mean there's probably a lot of people who do i'm assuming but we're a bunch of rednecks so give us the rundown my yeah. kind of people gosh who's darren christenberry i i fell in love with archery when i was probably eight years old and uh, just no, for no other reason than to shoot arrows up in the air, see how far they'd go. <laughs> and, and I think no everyone's idea. done that. You know, and, and just something about, you know, Ted Nugent says the mystical flight of the arrow. I, I'm 100% with that. Right and um, was just a guy that fell in love with the sport and pursued it. And now I can make a living playing with bows and arrows. And I'm just one of the fortunate guys that... I, I live a dream, you know. I've got a dream job, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it came from competitive archery. I walked into a pro shop in 1990. Mm-hmm. It's the year I was Park, born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Parker's Archery, indoor range. And I drove by it every single day. It was two miles from my house. And I'm like, indoor range. Do they really shoot bows and arrows indoors? Mm-hmm. One day I stop in there and I see all these guys with these purple bows, red bows, shooting targets. And I'm like, holy smokes, this is right up my alley. You know, yeah, talk right to on. the owner a little bit. 
my father-in-law had a bow. He said, you can shoot that bow if you want. I went and bought a half dozen arrows, and the rest is history. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for 25 or 26 years now every day. Fell in love with it. I love to practice as much today as I did back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, chased the tournaments, IBO, ASA, NFAA. Made the World Cup team a few years ago. Got to travel to Australia, Croatia, Turkey. Wow. I've been all over the world because of bows and arrows. That's awesome. And, uh, just a redneck that fell in love with the sport, <laughs> right and, and I love it. I just, I, like I said, I've got a passion for it. Now I'm working in the industry with the outdoor group. Uh, great company, great products. Um, I've always shot stuff that I believed in. Mm-hmm. These guys believed in me, took a chance on me. I took a chance on them and their equipment, and now you know we have a we have a, a great success story together. You know, so things awesome. are really yeah, booming. Awesome. Yeah, and you say you say you have the dream job, and I'm like, yeah. yep, you yeah, do, and, and, yeah. you do. You know, and people ask me all the time, how do you like your job? I mean, it's got its bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. You know, right. every, like, like anything, every, every job exactly. Does. You know, mm-hmm. there, it's customer service. I deal with a lot of customers, and you know, my dealers keeping my dealers, keeping their customers happy. Sometimes it's tough, mm-hmm. but, you know, I treat it just like it's my own situation. I, I do down the best you, I can, man. you know. Yeah. I do the best I can, and that's all I can do. You know, if, if, if I'm told it's going to be there in two weeks, we're going to do the best we can to get there in two weeks. Sometimes it doesn't happen. That's when the hurdles happen, but it's, it's all good. Oh, yeah. You yeah. always got those challenges to every job, you know. Well, and another thing is, we talk about this on every episode, like the people we meet that get to make a living in the outdoor industry, mm-hmm. always good people. Just and super it's like, humble about it. Too, today you know? is the first day. I, I've known you from, you know, seeing the videos online and stuff like that, yeah. and you and Levi with Elite and whatever. And um, right away I started talking to you, and then Darren showed me how to shoot a uh, back tension with a click. And it's just like you're like the nicest human being. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't be scared. I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm Put nervous. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. And it was just awesome. And it's it's cool to see that good people get to make a living doing what they like to do. Because it's rare when you see someone in the industry that's a dickhead. And <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? And makes it because I think people see that and you're not going to get very far when you're yeah. like that. You and, know? and I struggled with it when they when they approached me, kind of how I took this job to back up a little bit. I shot for Matthews for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Matthews is a phenomenal company. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of money shooting a Matthews bow. And uh, Elite approached me and said, hey, we know your contract's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. We want you to give us a shot before you re-sign. And I'm like, Elite? You know, who the heck who, is that? Who shoots Elite? You know? <laughs> I mean, that's really what I was thinking. I thought, well, send me some bows. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Loved them. You know, I love the feel. I love the valley. I love the way they shot. It was, you know, I threw one together and was shooting it just as accurate as the bow I'd been shooting for seven years. I'm like, <laughs> wow, there might be something to this, you know. Yeah. Long story short, we came to agreement on a contract. I signed the deal. Three weeks after I signed my archery contract, they called me and said, hey, would you be interested in working for us? And I said, doing what? And they said, as a sales rep in Indiana and Illinois, I said, I don't know the first thing about sales. (laughs) And they said, you don't have to. Uh And I said, well, I don't get it then. How am I going to do the job? They said, just be yourself. Go into these shops and talk bows and arrows. I said, "Ah, I can do that. (laughs) You know, so I go in and, hey, how do I shoot this? You know, a lot of my dealers don't know how to shoot a back tension. A lot of their customers don't. So I can go in there with my tournament background or tournament experience or archery mm-hmm. experience, whatever you want to call it, and educate the yeah. dealers and their customers. And it's been a success story. You know, we've well, been able to write some orders because of that. Right. So it's pretty but Hey, cool. you pretty much sold me. I don't know if you have any uh, connection with Scott, but you pretty much just sold me a release Scott, today. Scott releases is one of our companies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he showed me how to use the Scott Hex. The Hex, yeah. And, I uh, mean, just talking to, this, to Darren, you know, he's very knowledgeable. Any question you oh, have. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, so, or I'm a really good liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. So I said, we'll lie on the podcast for 30 minutes. That's all yeah, no. <laughs> Just feeding us a bunch of bull. <laughs> but, I mean, it's easy. I mean, you really don't need sales experience if you're passionate about what you do, you know about the products, and you can just show people and you're a cool guy, so you can just you can throw all that together and – and you shoot the product, so you know it's, yeah, and you it, know it, everything about them. It, it was kind of a, a perfect storm, you know. Pete Crawford and the guys at Elite and the Outdoor Group, they saw that. They said, hey, you, you're going to do this job. And I'm like, I really don't know, you know. So they <laughs> sent me this list of dealers a mile long, and I'm calling them the first time. Hey, uh, 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 this is Darren. I'm, I'm your new sales rep, and I don't really have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? and, and, at least you're and, honest. Yeah. 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 Worked, you know, it they're worked. like, well, come see me sometime, you know. So then I walk in, they're like, oh, you know, I've seen you on Levi's show, or you shoot these tournaments and blah, blah, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it breaks the mold. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we, we build a relationship, and next thing you know, we're doing business. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, it's 
I mean, you're obviously good at it. I mean, you're. I'm learning. Hey, he still has a job, don't he? <laughs> I'm le- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't been fired yet. I'm not you must be doing that, something so. right. Yeah. You're doing so good, you got to be on our podcast. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not everybody can say that. We're so. <laughs> yeah, you made it to the top here. <laughs> we're so recognizable around here. And we're doing good. You got so, me almost about ready to pass out because I accidentally wore pants, you know? <laughs> that's, that's the point in your career, yeah. Perfect. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So what, which elite are you shooting right now? Or I'm, do you have a couple for each situation? I, I do. Well, for hunting, I shoot the 35. Uh-huh. We had the 32 and 35 last year, um, and they were super successful for us. We mm-hmm. sold a ton of them. Uh, good performing bow, 35-inch axle to axle. You can shoot spots. You can hunt. You can shoot 3D. It was kind of a do-all bow. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept them in the line for this year, but we introduced the Victory, which is a 39-inch axle to axle bow, more, more built on typical – target geometry right and uh you know it's just did gosh. you have that one out there i do oh yeah, you do it's out there yeah you guys probably didn't you didn't shoot it did you no uh, I, I, I want to though so. it's the longest bow yeah it's, uh, it's, oh. it's pretty much just a target slash 3d bow oh cool i'll, okay. I'll shoot it after I, the uh, podcast yeah. well yeah then yeah, darren's like hey you can shoot any bow so i'm like all right i pick one up i'm like i can't shoot this one it's left-handed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah not that one. i uh, <laughs> yeah. i did i did get to shoot all the because uh, it's cool they got them set up i shot the the synergy uh the synergy the synergy Mm -hmm. and then uh there was the two energies you shot the 35 the 35 and the 35 was the one i liked but there was just something about that bow and um he um i forget the guy's name he went and turned it up a little bit cranked Mm -hmm. it up and man i was was shooting that thing i was like don't tell me a price because i'm gonna go try and go to the bank yeah (laughs) yeah this is coming from a guy we're all joking obviously we do that we give each other crap about what we shoot just like the ford and chevy thing we don't really care but we and steve are always at each other for his matthews and how i went from my hoy to my elite so that's (laughs) you might have just i didn't i'm like i was waiting until everybody (laughs) left because i you know i'm like i'm like it's my bow i love this bow but i waited until everyone left right (laughs) yeah and uh everybody and so like you know i knew they were kind of gone they're out doing their thing and he's like i'm gonna go check out shirts i'm like oh okay so i went back inside and i was shooting by myself and lo and behold i'm shooting i just hear hey you coming the dark side oh he saw me shooting (laughs) (laughs) we always give him a hard time we're like well if you don't shoot good we can always make some good waffles out of your bow (laughs) we get a we get a lot of customers now um you know there's still a lot of people out there that don't know who elite is you know they see Mm -hmm. the bow hanging like who makes elite well Mm -hmm. elite you know it's its own company so Um, we added the synergy this year to our lineup, which kind of defined our mission statement. Elite is always, you know, take the shootability challenge, yeah. you know, and everyone, what's shootability? You know, we're building bows that are never going to be speed demons. You know, mm-hmm. they're shooter friendly. They're easy to draw. You can draw more peak weight. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. a 60 pound bow feels like you're pulling a 50 pound mm-hmm. bow. So we get a lot of customers that are recovering from surgery or guys that are getting a, a few years older that mm-hmm. just can't pull 70 pounds anymore. You know, we'll try this bow, you know, and Damn. there's some great bows out there. You can't buy a bad bow anymore, right. but we're, we're really talking about that. You can't, yeah, yeah, you, you can't. Can. I mean, everyone makes a great bow and uh, it's all about preference. You it know, is. what is, yeah. what is but to you? If there's, if there's one thing they can tell you, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of the people listen are the working man, you know, you got bills to pay and yep. the price point on some of those bows. I, I looked at that. I was like, well, there's some that are really? higher, but there's there's kind of like oh, a, a, a level where they're all the all the top boat line, you know, the yeah. top of the line bows for whatever company are all a ride around yeah. within a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. you'll, you'll I mean, see our bows most places anywhere between eight fifty and nine hundred dollars, which is probably. fair for a top that's, of the line bow. Yeah. Yeah. And the shootability, if you've never, sh- and that's just what they go for, you know. Like you said, they're not in the speed game, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> the draw cycle yeah. on if, these things. If you is don't phenomenal. have about, if you don't have nine hundred bucks to spend, do not take that shootability challenge. Yeah, no, yeah, because no, you'll. Yeah. <laughs> one bad so you're shooting the victory right now in all the tournaments and mm-hmm. uh 3d and everything like yep, that yeah um do you have a separate hunting bow i do i shoot the 35 for hunting okay um yeah i've got several different steps asa and ibo have totally different rules nfa mm-hmm. has different rules so we'll have anywhere from four to six bows set up oh, really? ready to go you know for different things and that's kind of hard you know to, to yeah. be confident in all these different setups you know feeling like that's your number one bow you know right. and, you know i get one bow that i'm really confident in but i shouldn't be shooting at this other venue just because i can't be as competitive mm-hmm. you know ibo you can shoot as fast as you want you know tim oh, gillingham's okay. out there shooting 350 foot a second and oh, my, yeah. my number one bow shoots 293 oh well, yeah so i'm 60 foot a second slower than him that's a huge disadvantage so, so 
in the other league they have it to where you can only shoot what's the what's the peak speed that you, or the fastest you can shoot? ASA's two ninety three with like a plus or minus two percent. So I think two ninety eight or two ninety nine is the fastest arrow that you can shoot across the ground. Why do they do that just to keep the advantage? Keep the same? even playing field. Even Everybody's playing on yeah. the same. It's it's a judging contest. Let's see who can. Sh- Judge the target the best and make the shot the best because gotcha. all your equipment's equal. Gotcha. So are like, those tournaments mixed out, like mixed up? Like uh, you'll have – they're going on at the same time roughly. Like so you can't just shoot one bow for a while and get ready for one league. Or It's a- ASA and IBO. Mm-hmm. So like could it be an ASA tournament one weekend, the next weekend be an IBO tournament? Yep. So you constantly had to stay up on all your setups. Back and forth all the time. Man, have, how do you do that? I have that? enough trouble with one bow. I could yeah. imagine yeah. trying to remember <laughs> yeah. all six And bows, then in the wintertime when indoor season's at its peak, you know, we're NFAA is, uh, I think it's an 80-pound max. Well, then FIDA tournaments, if we go overseas and shoot, it's a 60-pound max, you know. So you set one bow up at 58 or 59 pounds to shoot every tournament with. So sure. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do that? How do you, sh- do you just shoot one bow for a little while and then the same day pick up another? bow or do you do some a bow days, a day really some days yeah man that's got to be hard for your it's not easy yeah i mean to, and, and to maintain all that stuff and like i said be confident in it you know i know there's a few freaks out there like levi it doesn't matter what he puts in his hand or 50 pounds or 500 pounds he he's gonna win with a slingshot in, in his hand yeah. he's gonna win you know but it's uh to, to to keep four or five setups maintain them and be super confident going to a tournament knowing you're capable of winning yeah that's a hard mindset to stay in man, yeah, i can't yeah. even imagine it'd be hard it's hard for me like if I if I'm done shooting for the day and I you know shoot two or three bad arrows or not where I thought they should be and I leave like so down so I have to like if I shoot one arrow and it's just dead on I'm like okay calling it a day yeah because then I just feel confident <laughs> until you know yeah. the next time I get my bow out and that helps me that's really yeah. not a bad way to practice though because I see a lot of guys that just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and the next thing you know well, I'm hitting way low right what's going on yeah there may not be anything wrong you know shooting if for you're an hour. Shooting, fatigue if you know, you're shooting too. good shoot if you're shooting bad don't start looking for things don't start looking for problems that don't exist yeah yeah you know you're just going to create problems for yourself like oh i'm gonna adjust my sight well you're tired yeah i may shoot 20 arrows one day and they may be perfect i'm done yeah no need to practice the rest of the day it's fine you know then there's other days where things are just clicking and it's hitting a dot every time and i may shoot for two straight hours and just reinforce all that positive stuff you Mm -hmm. know but if i'm shooting bad or not hitting where i want i go watch tv or something yeah find something something else to do you should listen to a podcast yeah Yeah, listen to a podcast (laughs) there you go now here's a, here's kind of an oddball question. I, I've always I've always wondered and uh, never been able to ask anybody. Do they like te- like drug test you for like steroids and things when you go to these only <laughs> in, world championships? O- only in the international stuff. Okay, yeah. that is yeah. really good I never question. thought about. That. I didn't either. You know, I, I, mean, I thought it was a sport. So. They always say Olympic. You know, the Olympic drug testing, but then you have like you know dart leagues. Some like wonder how like how could you get yeah, <laughs> like, get a compet you know with darts and they, things like. If, if you make like a. Unfortunately, I've never done it myself, but I know real wild and the guys I hear them talk about it. If you win a medal at a World Cup or a World Championship or something, as soon as you shoot your last arrow, they have like an official that comes and gets you and they never leave your side. They put you on a bus. They take you to wherever. They stand over your shoulder while you pee in a cup. And they test really? you for, yeah, for beta blockers or some type of uh, uh, something that would control your adrenaline and your nerves, like a beta blocker. They test you for any sure. kind of drugs. Wow. Uh, yeah. I never thought about that, actually, but that could be an issue because yep. that's a big deal, the nerves of, like, the pressure of a big tournament. Oh, you're, yeah. yeah, and that yeah. could – Whoa. Well, a $50,000 arrow, you know. I, yeah. I can't oh imagine gosh. these guys that play golf that have a three-foot putt for a million bucks. Oh, I mean, right. How do you do that? <laughs> well, it's know. because you have $50 million already in the bank. Exactly. You know? Man, I can't imagine a $50,000 arrow mm-hmm. down to the line. Yeah. It's just basically you and one other guy down for yeah. that, line, that for, last and, arrow. For the World Championship stuff like that. You know, 3D stuff, you know, there's uh, – cumulative scores throughout the year for sure. shoot of the year titles and mm-hmm. you know whatever it might be you know so one arrow one point you know it's it's thirty forty thousand dollar arrows sometimes oh my gosh oh, <laughs> yeah. i get so, i get so nervous when i'm about ready to draw back i'm like i'm i'm kind of nervous about this target because this is like a seven dollar arrow i don't want to lose <laughs> yeah. Thing, right? yeah steve's <laughs> nervous as people are watching him yeah i'm like oh man don't let this arrow go flying because i know i'll find oh, it man. i can't imagine because that's just it would be nerve-wracking, you know. You see some of these. So how do you and... handle yourself in that? 
at times it's been better than others, you know, yeah. but that's why we practice, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be in that situation, you know, and there's times where I've flourished and, you know, smoke that shot. And there's times where, you know, you just miss it by an inch and you go home with nothing, you know? So I remember 2000, it was 2007. Um, I was in the race for the IBO triple crown. We had like three targets to go. And it was a 46-yard wolf. I can picture it just like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I bobbed just a little bit when the shot fired. I was like, crap, that's going high. Mm-hmm. And I saw it hit the target. And I said, man, it still may have caught the 10. I went down there. It was probably out by an eighth of an inch. I oh, shot an eight. Man. Oh, man. I lost the tournament by one point, And I lost the triple crown by two points. Oh, that, so one, oh. that one arrow cost me $33,000. Oh, wow. And what happened oh, just wow. – just, aiming too long and just moved a little bit and I was like oh, oh no it fired you know and you knew right when I it knew as soon as it left it was just a little high and you do know that too I mean as soon yeah. as yep. you I can't release imagine. that arrow and, and you know it's bad or not that was a, I mean, a $33,000 arrow if that wow. doesn't say anything about you know the level of competition that's out there too I mean yeah. by eighth, an eighth of an inch cost you you yeah. know 30000 mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah and then and then to watch you know to be able to see that know that and then to watch what you know I know everybody talks about Levi Levi Morgan is just He's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And to be able to watch him do what he does, competing head-to-head against him and shooting the courses that he shoots and really having a, a realistic feel for what he's accomplishing out there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's won eight shooter years in a row or he, you know, won every leg of the IBO this year. Until you see the courses and the conditions and how a guy can come out on top every time, it's unbelievable. That is incredible. Unbelievable. So it's I've heard people compare him to like the Michael Jordan of archery. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's that. Steve Austin of wrestling. Yeah, the Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that puts uh, that kind of puts in like in perspective for our listeners, like how intense tournament archery can get. And yeah. I got really just started getting into it. I watched YouTube videos of tournament archery all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I made a playlist of just tip videos and stuff like that of all the Scott released tip yep. videos and a lot of uh, just all of my, all those elite videos that you and uh, Levi and, I just I'll go on there and I'll play that playlist and I got it plays on my Apple TV and just plays through all the archery videos yeah. and I'll just sit and watch them. But archery is just such a cool sport, you know. It you is. can get in at a yeah. young age and you mm-hmm. can do it for recreation. Your whole family can do it. I mean, if you want to try to make a World Cup team and travel the world and yeah. uh, you know if you want to be a 3D world, cha- it's it's possible. You know, I'm just like I said earlier, I'm just an old redneck that loved to shoot a bow and thought <laughs> you know what? it'd be really cool if I could get paid and do that. Yeah. You know? when, yeah. when did it kind of turn over? Like, man, I can make a living doing this. 1997 probably is I, I I won the amateur division the MBO mm-hmm. in the IBO World Championship I won that year and I thought awesome. you know what I can do this mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can compete with the pros but I'm willing to give it a try yeah that's you all know? you gotta so do you gotta try I man. just practiced and practiced and practiced and next thing you know I signed up in the pro class and felt like I didn't belong for the longest time I can imagine but, just getting thrown in there yeah. with the big dogs and then you go out and have your best day ever and find out you're 20 points behind first place. You know, well, mm-hmm. how do you compete with that? You know, yeah, how right. do you get better? Well, shooting against that competition made me better. Yeah. I, I figured out a way to, you know, limit my mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. to capitalize on targets where I really had to have a 12 or an 11. You've got to get this one, you know, and mm-hmm. it, you just adapt. And yeah. next so that thing was you know, in, sorry, that, that was in 97 when you, when you went pro really? No, I, I, it's the first really breakthrough tournament I oh, had. Okay. 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 I, I won the MBO, uh, IBO World Championship in the MBO division in 1997. Wow. And then 99, I won the Cabela's Tournament. 2000, I went pro in the NFAA shooting pro spots. Hmm. And then 2002, I finally had enough vacation days with work. Uh, I used to work at General Electric Appliances, and I didn't have any time off. Oh, yeah. So once I finally accumulated enough days where I could follow the circuits, I said, okay, I'm going pro. I want to do this now. So, And, uh, I mean, there's greater success stories out there, but I've done – okay for myself over the years and yeah. position myself to where I can work in the industry now and doing so what awesome, you love man. yeah yeah it can't be that's great I don't even feel like work anymore yeah. it's not really sometimes you know there are days where yeah 14 15 hours on the telephone and dealing with dealers and customers and right. you're just like that day's over you know but there's days where I'm on the golf course or catching fish going I better check my phone and see if I got a phone call <laughs> <laughs> so, well man that sounds cool. awesome I can't imagine like going you know, being an amateur, being in tournament archery, and then, like, making that jump to pro. Because, I don't know, it's kind of in the way, like, I used to be really big into BMX racing. When mm-hmm. you hit bump up to a, a different level of class, all the guys that are out in front of you, they're just way ahead of you. Yeah. Well, after racing those guys, you just get faster from chasing them. 
And then next thing you know, you're right up in there yeah. with them after, you know, practicing. Yeah. So kind of the same yeah, same way with I anything, th- really, though. Yeah. Anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, how are you going to hit 97-mile-an-hour fastballs? You stand there and you take 97-mile-an-hour fastballs, you know. Yeah. yeah. you got to yeah. try to hit them. It's true. That, you know. That's kind of I, – I was, I'm a decent shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after I started shooting with Kurt, Eric – I guess Steve over there. <laughs> <laughs> these but, guys are back and forth yeah. every every shoot yeah. we but, do. You know, just shooting with these guys made me a better shot than what I was before. You know, and we're not just, that good. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're not that good. All you know, we're going for a little toy wrestling belt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do like a, when you when yeah. you said that that shot that you took on that wolf, that was a thirty thousand dollar arrow that you messed up. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about a toy belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. we play it's, for a, a toy Walmart wrestling belt just to, like. It's the U.S. championship belt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. Rabbit. You know, who you shoot with makes you a better shot. Yeah, it does. That, that's how I think. And it's a, everything has a pay value, you know. What, how, what are you willing to put into it? You know, what are you trying to get out of it? You know, if there's guys, my wife, she doesn't have a competitive bone in her body. Couldn't care less about competing. Mm-hmm. But she'll get her bow out, come out and shoot in the yard with me. She likes, she enjoys shooting. Yeah, that's you awesome. You know, but <laughs> archery's, it's a limitless sport. You know, how good do you want to be? It's up to you. Yeah. See, you I, got my, uh, I got my girlfriend uh, shooting, and we, we got her bow. And she shot it a couple times here and there, nothing real, you know, heavy. And then she decided that we were going to get in this league, right? It's a winter league. It was last January. I think we picked up that bow sometime in October. She shot it maybe six times. She just started shooting and shooting and shooting and got really good and ended up winning the league after shooting, like, three, four months. Just You guys shot, like, every day for a long time. Yeah, I mean, we were shooting almost every day, and then, you know, it was pretty soon that, you know, because we would shoot, like, right next to each other. You know, Mm -hmm. she would shoot arrows down, then pretty soon, you know, I'd be moving over and over, and then pretty (laughs) soon I'm like, you're shooting by yourself. I can't. I can't keep getting embarrassed like this, but... (laughs) I mean, you know, I think what it was is um, there's... the community that's there, obviously, if you're doing something, everybody wants to help out and who you shoot with. And uh, we, we got lucky, a good buddy of ours, um, Marty Mills, he shoots he shoots amateur in Illinois. Um, the, I always call it the senior league. But, I mean, he taught her from <laughs> the get-go. Here's how you do, you know, and just once you can get those, you know, new, fresh shooters, just to be consistent and, you know, know what you can – do I mean obviously now she knows she has the ability to shoot right you know so now she knows that I got here how much further can I take it mm-hmm. you know and that's with everybody shooting you just go pick up a bow go shoot 60 arrows a week watch how much better you're going to be yeah it's I mean, crazy it's, and it's 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 cool to have that opportunity and you know there's I don't know how many people have the desire that I had to want to wanna take it to the highest level possible and try to be competitive mm-hmm. on the top level. I don't know how many of those people are out there, but I also don't know how many people are out there that are Levi Morgans that we've never heard of. Yet, yeah, right, that yeah. don't have yeah. the finances, that don't mm-hmm. have the means to get to the tournaments. The opportunities, yeah, really. The opportunities. Or any someone that's never even picked up a bow before, you never know. It's, yeah, that you don't know what you're, and it just, it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of scary. And that's why, you know, doing everything that we can do, the podcast that you guys are doing to expose people to, to educate people that, right. you mm-hmm. know, oh, I can travel the world and shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's really cool. It's amazing. You know? Yeah, we're sitting in a, a, a Corporate, you know, corporate board meeting room here yeah. doing a podcast. Yeah, this is like the big. This is a big deal for us being here doing a podcast. Like, so we're you just got to stay at it. Our man, minds are anything. blown, and we're on. This is episode twenty nine or something. Twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty eight. So I mean, we're relatively and new at this, but we're having a blast with it. We talk hunting every week, and yeah. we get cool guests on, and it's just been awesome. Yeah, it's nice it's, just to get together with your buddies and yeah, why not talk about hunting or shooting yeah. bows or. Well, can you Whatever. imagine how good a sh- how good we would get if we shot with you every day? It'd be amazing. Like, just you know what I'm saying, though. Well, like, and you pick up you pick up tips from watching, you know. And and, mm-hmm. and I mean, I get to shoot, like I said, side by side with some of the best shooters, in, well, the best shooters in the world. Yeah. And to watch yeah, what the, they the, do, the best shooter. Yeah. yeah. And you know, to watch the end of their stabilizer to see it's moving, to to watch the the vein in their neck to see if their heart's pounding on oh, that first. Yeah. You know, how are they reacting to the same arrows that I'm getting ready to go through? I want to see how they're handling this too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you learn from people, you know, that's really no big deal. Why should I be nervous is why I practice, you know? Mm -hmm, And once you get that mindset and figure out how to 
keep everything in check. You yeah, know? I, yeah. I, I'm not a master of it by any means, but over the years and with the experience, I mean, you get better at it. You adapt to that situation. Absolutely. It becomes easier. I need to go to one of those tournaments and just watch and yeah. just study um, how people handle themselves. And, yeah, like it would be interesting to see, like when you shoot or when Levi shoots or whoever, how much they're moving. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know when you, you're at full draw and you're kind of like you were saying, if even if you're hovering over when you're showing me the release, just mm-hmm. – Squeeze it off. Yeah. It'll go there. Keep making a good shot. You know, don't try and, you know, when people with, with a caliper release, mm-hmm. or I guess you could, people with some, I hear command release a lot. Yes. Um, just, oh, you're hovering over the arrow, or oh, hovering over the dot, punch it. Yep. And let's talk a little bit about those releases, because a lot of guys that um, in hunting are still using caliper releases, mm-hmm. like I am, and we all are, yeah, really. Yeah, I, yep. yeah, I kind of uh, dabble back and forth with the thumb release, which I think I'm going to end up switching to. The chocolate is whatever you're the shooting. The chocolate light, yeah. I was shooting that. Um I loved it. I mean it was I never did I never did try that release. I it, think I think people see that or see what you've seen or see Levi shooting this brass hinge or yeah. this thumb trigger and think, I'll get one of those, I'll be better. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. You no. can you can shoot a I can shoot perfect scores with a thirty dollar release or a three hundred dollar release. Mm-hmm. Right. You can shoot perfect scores with a thirty dollar release or three hundred you can shoot every release correctly or you can shoot every release incorrectly. Mm-hmm. It's learning proper technique, something that works well for you, and yeah. something that you can repeat no matter what, whether yeah. it's on a giant buck, whether it's for thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, or whether it's for the gold belt in the backyard <laughs> with your buddies. You know, yep. what's you should that, start out with that first. That's yeah. the most important okay. thing. Yeah. You know, we'll reverse that. But it's something that you it's your it's your go to release. I this is what I do, this is what I feel, this is where I anchor, mm-hmm. and this is how I execute that shot. Period. Yeah. No matter what. This is my shot and that's mm-hmm. how I execute it. And that's that's how you learn to do it. But the releases that we shot earlier, one was a Scott Hex, which is Love a, that one. which is a hinge release, and hinge meaning a, a half moon with a gate. And as you add tension to it, it's, it's a triggerless release. It's back tension has been the name of them for years, but it, we I call them hinges because the gate rides on the backside of that half moon, and as you add tension, eventually the gate slips off the half moon. And, you're supposed to get this surprise breakthrough shot, mm-hmm. and, and you guys did them perfectly earlier, you know. And yeah. the first out time I picked well, it up, I'm like, "You're telling me, you know, yeah, don't you punch have, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot. Yeah. Don't, the you're same gonna thing. hit your, like, You might hit yourself in the face. I'm yeah. like, well, he hit, hey, you had me psyched out when you're like, you're going to hit yourself in the nose. I'm like, I'm down. Yeah, yeah I've I'm seen those out. videos yeah. the first yeah. time people <laughs> pulling those things back. Well, the yeah. thing I'm, I seen them uh, sitting on the table there, and I'm like, hey. uh how did these work? Because I seen the uh, or saw the Levi Morgan one, and mm-hmm. that's I was looking at that online, or just what's uh, the uh, backspin? Backspin, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was kind of looking at those on a uh, Lancaster, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, can you show me? I'm glad I asked you, and you kind of showed me the ropes because if I were to want and learn from someone else that maybe didn't really know, yeah. it could have discouraged me and scared me from yeah. them. You know, I could have smacked myself in the lip. <laughs> or if you weren't, or no one was around and you were trying one, you know, it's nice having Threw an arrow into the rafters. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's way out in left field if you're not familiar with it. I mean, yeah. how do you load that thing? It's intimidating. How do, you, how do you draw it? How do I even get yep. hooked on my string? Yeah, if you mm-hmm. don't Well, that's know. what, I picked it up and didn't even ask you, you know, and I'm trying to hook it on there, and I'm like, it keeps flipping back. Like, yeah. 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 Well, this thing work? We take that for granted because we're around it every single day. You know, right. it's no big deal. Pick it up, look it on, go. You know, but guys, that you know, that's part of the education process. Mm-hmm. You know, right. people really knew what they're capable of without teaching them how to use it correctly. They don't know that hey, this yeah. could, this could be a perfect training aid. Could also be my primary number one release that I shoot in practice or even hunt with. Yeah. And if I do it correctly, it can make me a better archer. Oh, yeah. I can perfect. I can see that for sure. After yep. um. Yeah, I tried the, you're like, wait, why don't you try the hex first? And the mm-hmm. hex is basically the hinge, yep. but it's on a, a strap and you strap it on just like a command release or a buckle release mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And a uh, caliper, caliper release. And uh, you're like, yeah, just, you don't even have to touch it. You can hold on to the rope and pull it back and it won't fire on you. And then once you're at a full draw that. and you're anchored, put your fingers in there and squeeze it and you'll hear the click. Mm-hmm. And then you can squeeze through and your shot will it's come off. It's got that security with and the wrist. I really like that. It made me comfortable, especially you sitting there walking me through it. Because yep. if I was by myself, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I would then, have grabbed that thing. Then you could go over to the true handheld and pick it up and go, okay, now I know I have to have my leverage right here, mm-hmm. and I can draw this bow, and then I can still get my fingers in the same, and I can execute it just like I did that other release. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of and that's the, what I did. Yeah, that's the entry-level stepping stone to keep people from being intimidated by that, you know, cause like, yeah. Oh, I can't shoot that. I've heard horror stories about it and it happens, yeah. you know? So I tell people, Hey, watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can bust yourself, but if you do it right, 
you're going to be fine. And yeah. It works. I well, think, too, just shooting one of those, I'm thinking a lot more about my shot. You mm-hmm. know, you're actually taking time to think about it, sure. to know what you're doing, you know, yeah. with my trigger release or whatever you call them. And I said, I, most I, touch, many times, I touched so. on it earlier. I think people just go out and shoot arrows. I'm going to go practice. What'd you practice on? Well, what do you mean? You know, they just go shoot for two hours. I shot for two hours today. What'd you accomplish? Yeah, that's, you know? a, good, that's a good point. And if you really, if you're working on aiming today, how steady can I hold that pin? How long can I hold it in that dot, you know? Or how well can I get through that shot? How, how smooth can I be? What's my timing? If I start at 10 and start counting down, does it fire on six? Does it fire on one? Does mm. it fire on nine? You know, what, what can I work on today to make myself more consistent? I think people avoid all those steps, and I think mm. it's something that's overlooked. It's very important. So you basically just need to practice perfect practice. Yeah. That's what I do that a lot. Like, I'll work on my form. So wherever my arrow goes, as long as it hits the target, I don't care. Right. It's fine. I'm well, more worried about my form, make sure I'm doing everything the same. And if it's off two inches, a I lot don't, of it, I don't too, care, though, you know? is like I'll have like Steve or Logan or Eric, I'm like, hey, watch me. I'll have them look at me, and, you know, we're not anywhere near being to the level of a professional archer like you and Levi and, you know, anyone. But it's just like, I'm like hey, watch me. What, you know, I don't know. That always helps if I can, like, take a picture of me. Because it's like, you know, you might – one of us might see something that we did that somebody else corrected us on. Like, you know, if you're doing something – you know, like I remember I was uh, I was at the, uh, at the indoor range, and uh, we knew some people that just bought bows, and they, they came in, and they were going to shoot, right? And I'm not – an expert by any means, but when I see them and they're shooting and they're like holding the bow with like as, as hard as they can, they're, you know, you can see white knuckles, just yeah, white yeah. knuckling <laughs> it. Yeah. And I, and, and I said, Hey, Hey, you know, uh, I said it, you know, I'm like, I was like, listen, I'm no Christian Barry. All right. But I got, I got to, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, try and get that bow. I was like, you know, just if you, all you have to do is hold it with, you know, your, your pointer and your thumb and like it, it can sit right in there. And I was like, draw that back and, and see how that feels. And they drew back like, Man, it feels really good. And I go, yeah, it's, you know, you as as a community, we get to see things that you know we've done that maybe it might help. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, there's textbook form. There's black and white how it should be, but it, everybody's built different. You know, yeah, right. my arms are yeah. longer than yours. Sure, and I'm a little taller than most people, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, so what works for me may not necessarily work for another individual, but finding something that's very repeatable that you're comfortable with. That's the success story. That's all it is. Repeatability, consistency, and patience. Be patient and just learn to do it right. Right. Man, it's it's not a hard game. We make it hard because money's on the line, the pay value. Well, that thing, archery, it it can get, um, for me, it's almost a mental game. It's 98%. Yeah, and I tell people that, and they're like, well, what do you mean, people who don't shoot? I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I just, I I like, I overthink things, and I'm like, I'll learn to, like, psych myself out, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I feel like I need to mess with my bow when really it's just me. Like we were saying, you shoot forever, and then you start messing with your sight. You see a lot of people do that. They'll shoot good all day, and then they're off to the left or something, and they're like, oh, I need to change my sight. I'm like, no, you're you're fatigued. You're tired. You're tired. (laughs) No doubt. Give it a break. Yeah, it's all all about being consistent and, you know, staying sharp. But, I I mean, you know, there's sometimes you just really can't, you know, it's, it's hard to, like, you know, practice that knowing that you have a $30,000 arrow on the line. It's, oh, Ve- it's hard to, you know. Las Vegas is probably the most prestigious tournament in the world in my eyes. Mm-hmm. We hear it, a lot about that. We hear it. They, everyone says if you have a chance, go to it. It's fun. It's a show. I mean, you get people from 30 different countries, the top dot shooters in the world, the mm-hmm. top 3D shooters in the world go. And to step on that line and that buzzer blows, and they say, uh, this ends for score. Oh, your heart just, it's ridiculous. You can't, I mean, I've stood in my garage and made that shot a million times. This counts. This is for score. You can't emulate the for real, <laughs> yeah. this is for score. Yeah. 30,000 people it, around. Yeah, just and staring at How you. much money is on the line in Vegas? Probably... Sixty thousand dollars, maybe a little more, to the winner. Holy crap! I could yeah. pay my house. So off. does second yeah. and, and <laughs> so on pay out. Second or? place is probably with contingency money and everything. Probably around I'm going to guess ten or twelve thousand. Oh really? So huge, that's a big jump. Huge drop. Wow. 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 Yeah. No one ever remembers who finishes second. Yeah. You know, right. So they don't pay except that the guy as well. who wins second. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> except the guy. That gets so that's got to just be. It's like, man, you can make some serious, serious money. Yeah. 
and, but man, it's just like you said, two points can cost mm-hmm. you. If you everything. miss, if you miss one point at Vegas, you can't win the tournament. You're just perfect, is what you got to. You be. have to shoot a 900. There's going to be anywhere from 10 to 19 guys that shoot perfect 900s. Oh and my then god! They shoot two ends of the same scoring, shooting the big 10. Uh huh. Then if there's still 15 guys left, they go to the Super X. Now counts as a 10, which is about the size of a nickel. Oh, wow. So if you miss a super X now, you're out. And that's all 20 yards? All or? 20, 18 meters, 19 yards. You know, it's six six inches shy of 20 yards, I think it is. Oh, okay. Wow. But, yeah, you go down to a nickel, and then if you miss a nickel, you lose, yeah. you know. So. so those guys have a real advantage. I mean, you know, if it was six more inches, then the big boys would be Then it would out, be right? real. <laughs> it was actually 20 yards. If it was a full 20 yards, it'd be a real tournament, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I so, remember, too, talking to T-Bone, and he was saying, like, he used to do um, a lot of tournament shoots. archery. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying back in the day, you know, ESPN used to cover it, and there used to be a lot more coverage they on it. They still should, man. That kind of bothers why, me. I don't know why. I would come. watch I it. I think that's going to change a little bit. Um, well, LeBron James isn't shooting, so, I mean, you know, there's a <laughs> – <laughs> what, else, what else is ESPN going to cover? <laughs> they, uh, but, I mean, I think it should be on ESPN or coverage that, you know. Yeah, Levi's well, actually going to host his own tournament this coming year. In, oh, really? In, in May up in Uniontown, PA. And um, I think he's really working on some organization from some non-endemic sponsors, get some people outside the archery industry to come in. He's going to set up a consumer show. Mm-hmm. And it's a $100,000 purse guaranteed. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So first place is going to pay $30,000. Like the Levi Morgan Classic it's, or something, huh? Yeah. And, and I think wow. the, I think the Sportsman's Channel might be there to film it. I, I was they should. Man. Why, why doesn't the Outdoor Channel, Sportsman yeah. Channel, so I th- like – Record that and have it on TV. Yeah, and, and have their own channel. Yeah, I don't know what it takes to to film or to commentate or to man and well, yeah, because like how many shooters are you going to have yeah. over yeah, how many days? It's, I mean, it's so hard to cover. I mean, golf does it because golf is ridiculously huge. Yeah, right? yeah. Fifty like people anything, on the, yeah. football or you know, but basketball. how you how the tournaments are structured to where you've got the number one and three guy in this group and the number two and number four guy mm-hmm. 700 yards away from that group shooting. How do you cover that? Yeah. You right. know, yeah. so it I don't would, think anybody's perfected that yet, but it'd be a lot of, uh, it'd be a lot of money in the production of it, but I don't think so. I think though, if they accomplished it, it'd be a great thing for the Try, industry. Trying to make archery spectator friendly and something that people want to watch is I think what they struggle with, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you don't know how to score, an ASA tournament with a low 12 and yeah, yeah it's gonna be hard for you to follow yeah, along. you don't know what they're doing you but know? I think within you know in the next five years the way archery is growing more people are getting obsessed with accuracy getting into the tournament side of things it could be a thing you know maybe in 10 years five yeah. ten years it could be all over the place I think it should be you I hear, hope so you hear, I hope so. you hear more about you know the tournaments and all that stuff mm-hmm. other than just the hunting shows you know yeah well, a lot more people getting involved with ASA it. is almost Mike Tyrell's running a phenomenal tournament there, and he's almost reached his limits on how many people he can accommodate per oh, site. Really? They're having people shoot on Friday afternoons because there's not enough ranges to oh, accommodate wow. all the shooters. I mean, he's getting 17, 18, 1900 people per tournament. Ooh, and Atlanta. they're bringing how do you keep their track everyone. Yeah, right. And you bring <laughs> their families, and I mean, it's bringing a lot of dollars to these yeah. towns. So, you know, uh, hosting an ASA tournament right now, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I continue, I hope to continue to see growth there because yeah, you know obviously. there's got to be it it's not going anywhere I, you know? I don't think so i don't no. think so i know i've heard a lot of people say you know man bow hunting's a little slow this year and some of the dealers have had a slower year but i think it's going to average out because tournament archery is booming it's oh, booming yeah. well and yeah, yeah, that, yeah you know that might be because they bought their you know last model elite and uh you know just haven't had to purchase a new one because it's such a <laughs> such a <laughs> great bow maybe, that, maybe that's it maybe we're <laughs> well, overlooking plus, the obvious yeah or yeah maybe they just don't want to deal with their sales rep i don't know <laughs> yeah that could me too <laughs> um, quick question um we're getting close to the end here what would, do you like spot tournament shooting spots or 3d better i love it all yeah. i really do i winter time comes weather's bad outside can't do anything but shoot dots i mm-hmm. love the challenge of trying to shoot a perfect round yeah you know and it's kind of it kind of sucks in a way because now with as good as jesse broadwater levi real wild Braden guillotine some of these mm-hmm top dot shooters in the world you have to shoot perfect yeah i go to vegas every year knowing if i miss i cannot win i go to indoor <laughs> nationals knowing if i miss i cannot win man you know and so that's how you start practicing and chance chance boboff sorry he's chance, like, he's in on elite now too isn't chance he? is 
he's a three-time Vegas champion. Mm-hmm. He's won multiple 3D national championships. Chances are real I watch deal. a lot of his videos. Yeah, with you guys. chances he's a he's a beast. And there again, you know, he he's got a super super mind game to play this game. Uh, big fan of Chance too, but. Um, you yeah, shoot perfects when you're shooting dots, you really, to. no matter and, what. And, I, and I am, I've incorporated that kind of into my practice, which kind of is a downfall because now I practice not to miss. You shouldn't. You should practice to hit every single time. Gotcha. Right. So I sometimes start shooting defensively. Oh, crap, I can't miss this one. Oh, shoot, I missed. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah. you shouldn't think like that. You know? so yeah. It's the mindset. It's kind of, have, in a way, it's conditioning you, your brain, though, for that. I don't know. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But do you uh, like? Do you have a, a certain range like set up at your house? Because obviously you'll be on the road a lot. I mean, you know, you might take your bow with you and you know go I, shoot at those ranges. But um, I do. I, I mean, like I said, I've, there's guys out there that have their own stuff. But you know, through the years, I've been able to make enough money with bows and arrows that I built an indoor range at my house. Sure. You think I would be a better indoor shooter because I have my own range. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I had uh, I had 54 McKenzie targets that I moved throughout my yard and my woods that I practice on. I just That's bought awesome. some Reinhardt targets the other day. So, I mean, it's a, it's a real deal for me. I take it serious. I love to shoot. I love to compete. I try to prepare the best I can. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm not as young as these guys are anymore, and I still feel like I shoot just as good, but the competition's getting better. Yeah. You know, the scores it takes to win right now – I've never shot those in tournaments before, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's it's tough to swallow thinking that man, am I ever going to win another tournament? You know, sometimes that's a it's, it's a tough way to show up and good and competition, hope you win. man. It's yeah. crazy. So, so do you have any other hobbies that you know you could <laughs> pick up with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I love to play golf, but I'm not sure the senior PGA tour is quite ready for me yet. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. I was going to ask you a question. I drew a I drew a blank. I started thinking. You, you said golf. I started thinking of the John Deere Classic. I was going to. You ask asked you. me if I like spots or 3D better. I love it all. I mean, 3 yeah. 3D is where I've had most of my success. Where so I've, that's where I've had all my success. Yeah. You know, I finished third at Vegas a few years ago. It's the best I've ever done out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've cleaned indoor nationals. And I think I finished fifth. Never missed the next and finished fifth. How depressing <laughs> is that? Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> it. Uh, I love it. I just like the competition. I love to shoot. I love the challenge of trying to be better. Mm-hmm. I love the challenge of trying to be on top of the podium. And it's it's tougher and tougher, but I, I still man. love it. It's That's good. Awesome. But what? then, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you can't feel as bad because you look at the guys who are on that podium and you're like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, I mean, we, I've said it to Levi before. If you beat Levi, you're probably going to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that, that, it's, that's, it's that it's crazy. It's that it's way truth. a lot. It's like know? superhuman stuff, man. Yep. Archer of the year, eight years. Eight, or, probably going to be nine. I think he's got a 16 or 18 point lead going in with one tournament to go. When, when are those tournaments uh, done this year for 2015? Next weekend. Next weekend, It's okay. the ASA Classic in Fort Benning, Georgia, slash Phoenix City, Alabama. That's so be he, the final tournament He could be number nine next he week. He could win his ninth in a row next week. So wow. they kind of timed that right. So right when that's ending, hunting season yep. starts. And, yep. Wow, that's awesome. So are you going to be there then? I'll be there. Awesome. Well, good yeah. luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, good hey, luck. you know, can you, can you uh, slip us some tickets or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, you can just show up and show up and watch. Yeah, that it's open awesome. to anybody. I think next year we gotta we gotta make a point to do something. You know, yeah. stop in and watch and oh, yeah. see. Some are of you? That. Uh, I mean, are you are you hoping to run on his parade and go ahead and win that championship and kind of? Now I can win the tournament without jeopardizing his shooter of the year. So yes, I'm willing to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for shooter of the year for me, no, I think I'm in. I don't know. Eighth, ninth, tenth place, or something right now. So I'm not even in contention for that. But, but still, though, yeah, oh, I'm only like incredible. best yeah. in the world. Eighth, ninth, tenth place. Yeah. That's incredible. And you're here with yeah. <laughs> so how how is it? Real, just real quick. We got about ten minutes left. You go in. You and Levi, do you guys show up together or something? Because you're basically teammates, right? Does no, it work that way? Just sponsored by the same. Yeah, we, we're sponsored by the same. But I mean, he travels with Samantha and, and oh, his yeah, son yeah, sometimes. Yeah. We just we show up at random. We say hey through the tournament. We may go to dinner one night or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. But there's uh, no smack talk in there. No, never. No, <laughs> oh, not, no friendly no. smack talk. No, and usually, you know, it's it's kind of crazy because some of my best friends are professional archers you know i've been yeah. around them for 20 some years and we see each other two three four times a month we we room together we go to dinner together our yeah. wives know each other it, it's kind of a cool it's see, kind that of goes cool to show group. how the good people that are in the industry yeah. like, oh, they're they're awesome. it is it's there's, crazy just, there's very few bad archers and meaning that i've not very many i've not met very many bad people through this sport you know bow hunters seem to be good people Tournament archers are good people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a big family. It really is. It's cool it's because you can't really family. say that. I mean, you can about certain things, but across the board. Yeah, like I wouldn't that. say that about the uh, NFL. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Though it's just like you can't really say that about a whole lot, and that's why I think that with the growing popularity of archery and tournament archery and hunting, 
that you know archery is going to explode and maybe you'll I see mean, it on ESPN or but it's weird that well again. no they're not going to put a bunch of murderers on TV I mean now that's all <laughs> yeah. we are is cold blooded murderers right <laughs> well that is, that is in, a, in a way yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man not get into that Steve yeah. <laughs> simmer down now so right. any uh anybody you want to shout out real quick for we. Or where can people find you? Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. I get messages constantly, which is good. I, I, I mean, my job is is to to represent our products and, and mm-hmm. to communicate with people. And I get a lot of people that message me on Facebook and tuning questions and bow setup questions and arrow questions. And that's really cool. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I could be sitting around when people quit asking me questions. That's when I need to worry because <laughs> yeah. you know, no one cares anymore. Yeah. So yeah. you better start charging those people yeah. for that. Though, you know? <laughs> but, but right now it's all good. And, uh, you know, if you, if you have any questions or, or need me, Facebook's a great way. And, uh, I see a lot of people on the tournament trail and, just stop and chit chat and I try to as I was coming up when I wanted to be pro I, I kept looking over the crowd you know hey I wonder what that guy's like you know or wonder mm-hmm. if he talked to me about this and I didn't want people to wonder that about me I want them to yeah. say oh there's Darren I need to go talk to him for a minute right. you know yeah. so I've really tried to be open and outgoing and let people know that I'm approachable for whatever yeah. whenever well, and, you're uh, cool enough to do this podcast so it says yeah. a lot people oh, get man. to know what you're like you know listening to you for about an hour long on a podcast yeah, yeah. You know, it gets, and it's uh, I'm no different sitting here than I am out there on the tournament trail right. or, you know, That's shooting awesome. the first arrow for score, whatever. Let's cut That's up and joke. That's what you always wonder about people, you yeah. know, like, oh, he looks really cool on TV. I wonder what, how what he's are a person, they like? you know. And yeah. Typically, it's just, they're the same exact same, way they yep. portray themselves. Just a good old me, boy, so. you know. Yeah. But uh, I think it's about time to wrap her up. This is I awesome. Think, I think I'm going to have to purchase a elite here uh, yeah eric's gonna buy an elite <laughs> i'm gonna buy a scott release you guys should go check them out never shot a back tension check out that scott hex it's hey, good stuff can right you send that yeah. product catalog for us what's that he sent that product catalog for sure us. That'd I could. Be cool. all right guys you can catch that thing on ebay now <laughs> <laughs> in about 10 minutes so we'll we'll share a bunch of the uh the outdoor group uh their videos on yeah. our facebook and our instagram and perfect whatever and uh appreciate the exposure guys thank you so thank no you it was a privilege having you on you yeah. know thanks for yeah. having me i love yeah. talking about this stuff that's what we get paid to do and i like if one yeah. person learned something today then it was a, a success so that's perfect okay yeah. well i learned yeah. something today Good. too well tell uh, tell the lead and uh the outdoor uh, group to bill us for your time <laughs> <laughs> so thanks guys for listening send us a couple bows perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks guys for listening we'll catch you next week go shoot your bow later thanks to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.